You're listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes at Lyric Opera of Chicago. Backstage at Lyric features in-depth interviews with singers, conductors, and creative talents at one of the world's great opera companies. For additional podcast interviews, subscribe to our RSS feed or visit us online at lyricopera.org. Soprano Angela Menino is backstage at Lyric. I personally am really excited about this opera. I think it's a great first opera for people to go to because I think it, it's got wonderful music and the, the story kind of keeps you in a great mood the entire time and it's just a lot of fun to be in. Thank you for downloading this episode of Backstage at Lyric. I'm Roger Pines of Lyric Opera of Chicago. Louisiana native Angela Menino is currently a second-year member of Lyric's training program, the Ryan Opera Center. Last year, she had a great success going on at the last minute for opening night of a new production of Mozart's The Abduction from the Seraglio, in which she sang the very important role of Blonde. In this season's production of Donizetti's The Elixir of Love, Angela is singing the role of Janetta. I had the pleasure of speaking with her about her experiences at Lyric Opera, but before we get to the interview, here's a brief synopsis of The Elixir of Love. Nemorino, a simple country lad, loves Adina, a wealthy landowner. His rival for her is Belcore, a sergeant in the local regiment. Dulcamara, a quack doctor, arrives in the village selling an elixir of love. Nemorino buys a bottle, not knowing that it's actually Bordeaux wine. When he drinks it, the resulting tipsiness and brashness he displays succeed in alienating Adina. She decides to marry Belcore that evening, but then gets cold feet, leaving him perplexed. Nemorino, who has no money left, is persuaded by Belcore to enlist in the army, which will give him 20 scudi which he promptly spends on more elixir. Janetta and the other local girls shower him with attention, which he attributes to the elixir. They're responding to the rumor that his rich uncle has died, leaving him an inheritance. Adina buys back his army commission and presents it to him, finally revealing her true feelings. Belcore declares that there are plenty of other fish in the sea, and Dulcamara sells more elixir before bidding the village farewell. Now on to the interview with soprano Angela Menino. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Angela Menino, who is a second-year Ryan Opera Center member, currently singing the role of Janetta in The Elixir of Love. Hi, Angela. Hi, Roger. Wasn't Janetta one of the first roles you ever sang? It was. I was a sophomore at Loyola University in New Orleans, where I did my undergrad, and it was in English. And I was quite clueless about what it was like to be in an opera and, and just you know, absorbing what was going on, and and I think sometimes can't wait for it to be over because I was just sort of always felt like a fish out of water. Isn't she involved, this character, in some rather lively, fun scenes? What's going on in her scenes? Janetta, I like to say, is um, she's sort of the mouth of the South. She's in everybody's business. She's spreads the rumors about Nemorino and his unrequited love towards Adina. She knows she's excited when Belcore comes onto the scene. She's she's just sort of 
the like I said, she's the town crier. Now, what are some of the strengths of the piece, which it really is one of the most popular comedies in the whole repertoire? It's a lot of fun. I think that I personally am really excited about this opera. I think it's a great first opera for people to go to because I think it, it's got wonderful music and the, the story kind of keeps you in a great mood the entire time. And it's just a lot of fun to be in. Of course, I'm, it's wonderful to be exposed to the role of Adina, which is a role that I aspire to do one day. On stage in Elixir, you're going to be performing alongside two sopranos who preceded you at the Ryan Opera Center and are now into major careers. I mean, Nicole Cabell is singing the first series of Adina's, and then that role will be taken on by Susanna Phillips in the second series. So what sorts of questions do you anticipate having for them about what it's like to be out in the wide world these days for a singer? Well, first of all, I... I I think my first question to them would be, you know, if you had to go back to your years in the opera center, what would you do differently? What what would you, you know, if you could go back and study something different or, you know, behave in your practice room a little bit different, you know, what would you do? But, I mean, they're both, I, I aspire to have careers like them. They're both doing really, really well. And I think part of why they're doing really well is they're both really good singers, the tenor for our first series of performances plus our two baritones and our conductor for all the performances, they're all Italian. So did they assume you were Italian when they saw your name? Of course, of course. And um, of course I'm embarrassed. I'm not, I'm not fluent in Italian, but it's wonderful to hear them speak Italian because it, it, it does help your ear when you pick out something that you recognize. And of course, our director, Vincent Leota, he also is Italian in descent, but he is fluent in, in Italian, but he speaks it at a, a rate that I can pick up on it better, which is wonderful for me. I do learn that way. Our tenor in the second series of performances is Frank Lopardo, who is a big favorite at Lyric and was with us last season for Butterfly. Did you get a chance to coach with him when he was here or to watch him at work? I did not get a chance to coach with him. I saw him in two performances of Butterfly, and actually he's judged me once or twice in the Met competition. Um, what I enjoyed about seeing him in Butterfly is just what a good singer he is. I mean, he's... It's having a wonderful career, and, and he's just a good singer, so that'll be great. I want to ask you about a few amazing things that have happened to you at Lyric. First, your company debut, which was the opening night of last season, and it was with two of the most celebrated singers in the world. So uh, tell was, me about that. Well, it was wonderful to be a part of Manon. Um, I sang the role. I, I didn't really sing. My role was a spoken role. I was the maid in Act Two who got to work very closely with Miss Desay. She was wonderful to work with, very kind. Um, obviously, she's, she's a gem on stage, so it's really great to, to see such a wonderful acting singer. Um, and of course, I feel the same way about Jonas Kaufman, who sang Jay Gria. Great to work with, wonderful to watch, beautiful to listen to. But there you were, having to give Natalie to say a bath on stage. How did you handle that? You know, I thought about that the other day. I hadn't thought about it in a while, and it that was quite an experience. I'll always take that with me. You know, a, a lot of trust had to be formed in a very short amount of time. It was very lovely to watch. I think, uh, was it, did you tell me that she considered it a sort of Vermeer moment in the show? Yes, she said it was, it was like a painting. It wasn't meant to be vulgar. It was just meant to... It was to, very elegant. It was very, a very elegant. Yes, it was, more, it was meant to be elegant and uh, as though taken from a painting. 
so here you are at the end of your first year. This was back in, I guess, last February. And you're covering the important role of Blonda in the abduction from the Seraglio, a new production. And what happened? And what happened is what happens in show business is that on opening night, the actual soprano was under the weather and the cover had to go on. And so I had the wonderful opportunity to uh, go on for opening night. And then I actually went on a second time a couple of performances later. And it was it was unforgettable. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to do my job as an Opera Center member in a covering position. I'm glad I was able to do my job. And I hope that I did it well. And it was fun. And it was a personal triumph because obviously I was nervous and I had to work through you know, all that a singer has to work through. And you felt completely prepared in terms of the role, right? I did feel very prepared. I, I had, while my, my the other singer was performing in two locations at the same time, I was in some of the rehearsals. So I felt very, very prepared. The only thing I hadn't worked with was the orchestra, and I hadn't worked in costume. Wow. And so all of a sudden you put on the costume for the first time, and there you are. Wow. Later this season, you're going to go to the Met for the first time, and it's going to be in one of the most musically challenging operas in the whole repertoire, that is Berg's Lulu. And I know you're totally prepared because you sang your role, the 15-year-old girl, at Lyric. What do you think this Met debut experience is going to mean to you? Well, first of all, I'm still a little in shock that you know I'm doing this and and that and that I'm doing it in in Lulu which is as you said it's it's a it's a difficult opera so I just want to go in there and and do my job well so that they know that they hired the right person to perform although a small role but a role that is musically challenging and um, I want to make a good impression with Maestro Levine so that I might be brought back I know you've sung one portion of the title role of Lulu with piano. Uh, so when you were listening to Marlis Peterson sing the role at Lyric last season, Marlis Peterson, who will be doing it at the Met also, were you thinking, I want to do this role someday? If the opportunity in the right time and the right place in, in my career presented itself, absolutely. It is not a role that I aspire to do anytime soon, though, because I, I feel like it's it's vocally and artistically challenging in a way that I am not vocally or uh, in a, uh, even as an actress. I don't think I'm ready for that. You are from New Orleans. Did you grow up singing? I did. I grew up in a very um, music-friendly atmosphere. My mother was a Dixieland jazz singer as a child and a teenager and into her adulthood, never performed professionally, but always was singing at parties and was in, is still, uh, you know, in the church choir. My dad was a concert producer on the Riverboat President and although not very familiar with classical music, just a real music lover. Both of them always having the radio on and singing and encouraging me to sing along. When you studied at Indiana University in Bloomington, you were with Costanza Cucuro as your teacher, and she sang your repertoire a few decades ago, your same repertoire. So what sorts of things was she able to help you with that could only come from someone with the same kind of voice and the same kind of repertoire that you have? 
Well, working with Ms. Kukuro was, was really wonderful because she's such a wonderful technician. And in her years, I mean, she, she worked a lot in Europe. She coached with Ricci. She had she coached with uh, Bonning. She had all so of these him. legends in yeah. the field. So in addition to just teaching you uh, a very healthy vocal technique, and she really knows what she wants from her students, and she is able to teach you how to do it on your own. But when just in terms of working on roles, she has a lot to offer in terms of the notes that are in her scores. Again, notes right from working with Ricci himself, cadenzas, breaths, phrasing. Um, but and, and just in the everyday voice lesson situation, it's nice to be able to, when you hear somebody do it, to emulate them and to try, you know, try and aspire to be able to do it the way that they are showing you. Of course, in the opera center, it, I was very lucky. Um, I am very lucky to work with John Rolandi also, who is of, of my course. voice type. And Your exact voice so type. So I couldn't yes. be, I couldn't be any, I couldn't be any luckier to have had the years at IU with Miss Kukuro and to work with Jana here. There are a lot of singers at Indiana University. How did you go about sort of making your presence felt in that environment? Well, before I went to IU and as I was uh, chatting with Miss Kukuro, because it's such a competitive school, she said, you know, I think it would be to your benefit to come back and audition for the first opera that might help your chances of getting a good scholarship, of, of you know, getting, you know, uh, I was already in the school, but that's, that's just the first step when you go to IU. And as it turns out, the first opera was The Abduction from the Seraglio, and I got the role of Blonda. So that's actually the first time I did it, was in English in September of 2003. And I have to say, I never really, after I got that, I just didn't have any doubt that it would be a wonderful four years there. I didn't know it was going to be four years when I first when I first started, but I'm glad that I was there for four years. We mentioned before the role of Adina in Elixir, which you consider a goal for the future. What are some of the other goals, not just roles, but maybe places you want to sing, people you want to work with? Um, what what are sort of the, you know the things you want to accomplish over the next ten fifteen years? Well, I would say I love to travel, and I hope that this career can take me to some wonderful places and some wonderful houses. I, of course, my, one of my biggest priorities would be I would love to come back to Lyric, and I love performing at the New Orleans Opera, and I hope that this Met debut in, in Lulu was just the beginning of, of hopefully more opportunities to sing there. Right now, I'm enjoying roles like Janetta and Barbarina. I feel like somebody's got to do them, and I feel like I can do them justice. But yes, I, I do aspire to do things like Adina. I would love to sing Sophie and Dale Rosencavalier, um, Marie in Daughter of the Regiment, Sister Constance in Dialogues of the Carmelites. Susanna in The Marriage of Figaro, and the list goes on and on. We didn't mention, and we should, that you will be Barbarina in The Marriage of Figaro, which is the closing opera of uh, this season. What do you most look forward to there? Well, first of all, this will be the third time I'm singing this role, so it's I'm really excited to be able to say that I'm singing Barbarina at Lyric Opera of Chicago. That really means a lot to me. Um, I'm looking forward to working with Joyce D. Donato as Cherubino. I'm looking forward to 
being in a production that has had so many successes over the years. And I'm looking forward to working with Sir Andrew and also uh, Leonardo Vordoni, who happens to be Joyce's husband. I've who coached con- with him. And he's conducting several of the performances. Yes, yes, they're, they're both conducting. So I'm really looking forward to all of those things, as, as, a, as well as the rest of the cast, which I know is of a really high quality. Well, I want to wish you the best of luck with the Elixir of Love and with the Marriage of Figaro. Thank you very much. Thanks, Roger. You've been listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the curtain at Lyric Opera of Chicago. For additional interactive content and to order tickets, visit us online at lyricopera.org. 